Boom and I'm back. Another edition of the 10 Point Must podcast. It's also going to be another little 10-minute uh, quickie. It's very much needed because this weekend, the fact that every boxing fan in the world has been waiting for for three or four years now. Triple G versus Canelo Alvarez. It's upon us, friends. And there are some things to consider. You know, this has been a fight that, you know, I've been involved in boxing such a long time. And I can't remember any fight that I have been yearning for like this one. It's the two best middleweights in the world, in their prime, finally locking it up. Finally, Canelo's people, Golden Boy Promotions, have led him into the lion's den with the Kazakhstan wrecking machine, Gennady Golovkin. I mean, you just got to look at their records. Even if you don't know anything about boxing, go up on BoxRec, search Saul Alvarez, search Gennady Golovkin, put the two records side by side and have a good look at them. I'll start with Saul Alvarez. 49-1 and one with one draw. 34 knockouts in those 49 wins. He's been fighting professional boxing since he was 16. What I've heard is that he's had limited, if not none, whatsoever in terms of amateur boxing experience. But he comes from a fighting family. He has five brothers, or he is part of a crew of five brothers. They're all pro boxers. And there was one story that in Mexico, in one show, they had all of the Alvarez brothers fighting on it. So you grew up in a household with a lot of brothers. You're going to learn how to defend yourself. And what his current trainer, Eddie Reynoso, says, that when Saul walked into the gym, he was the one out of all of them that they knew was the special fighter. One out of five ain't so bad. That ginger hair that everybody knows by now, he's become a superstar in Mexico, and he's become a superstar in America. And he's been... Brought up as a professional in a very, very well-timed way. His promoters have been considerate of his skill set. And this is why this fight has taken four years or three years. Such a long time to make because Golden Boy would never let him in there with Gennady Golovkin when they first started talking about him being a middleweight. Even when Gennady was saying, I'll drop to 154 to fight that man because he's supposed to be the best in the world. Golden Boy wouldn't let it happen. Now, of course, Saul Alvarez has been fighting since he was 16 professionally, essentially being put into situations where he is fighting fully grown-ass men. And he's never been scared. I don't believe that he's scared of Triple G either. I think he's got a lot of confidence. And I think his team around him fill him with confidence. I think that the Reynosos are very underrated in what they've been doing in professional boxing. Now, of course... He's been put in harm's way in fights before that a lot of people said he shouldn't be taking. The Austin Trout one is one that clings to mind because stylistically Austin Trout was a tough match for him. You see, Canelo's problems are, in my opinion, his biggest problem is his lack of footwork. He loves to plant his heels down because he relies on upper body movement. So while you're trying to hit him, he's slipping side to side, but then he's throwing 
three, four, five shot combinations, a lot of them going downstairs and then upstairs immediately. And he's very good at that. He's become very good defensively. And I remember that Austin Trout fight. He was like the Matrix in some times where he was missing and evading Austin Trout's best shots. And Trout was no mug. Trout was a fucking good fighter. And I think he won fairly. He did gas at times, but I think he did enough in the opening rounds to win that fight. The other fight that sticks to mind, Eris Landy, Lara, who bitches and moans that he didn't lose that fight. And then he beat Canelo and he was robbed. Bullshit. Canelo beat him. Canelo was the better man. He landed the better shots. But again, it was a tough match. It didn't have it all his own way. Lara, again, was a, a difficult opponent for him. Tall, rangy. I think he was left-handed as well, if I remember correctly. But Lara's been a very much avoided boogeyman of that division at 154 at the time. No one wanted to fight him. And Canelo said, I want that fight. And he got what he wanted, and he won. There are also a lot of fights on his record that he took against washed-up guys. Uh, the one that immediately springs to mind is going to be like guys like Kermit Cintron, Alfonso Gomez, Matthew Hatton. At the time, Carlos Baldemir, of course. But the latest was Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., who he drained from like 190 pounds over the course of two months. Chavez Jr. had to lose all of that weight to get down to 160, which is difficult because he's probably the world's most famous boxing stoner. And I wish boxing commissions would stop banning people from smoking marijuana as a professional fighter. It does nothing to help your performance. It makes it harder. If you've ever smoked a joint, you eat everything in that fridge. How are you going to lose weight being stoned half the time? Let him do it. it. does nothing. But anyway, that aside, he beat Chavez Jr. to a pulp. Now he's got Golovkin. can be said about Golovkin that hasn't been said before. Daniel Jacobs. Outpointed him. First time he got taken to 12 rounds in his entire life in his last fight. Kel Brook had a bit of success until he got his face broken. Dominic Wade, knockout. Lemieux, knockout. Willie Monroe, knockout. Martin Murray, knockout. Rubio, knockout with a skull shot. Daniel Giel hit him with his best shot. And while Golovkin ate that, he fired back a right hand and put him on the ground. Curtis Stevens, no one will ever forget that what the fuck face that he pulled when he hit the canvas. After saying all that shit of what he was going to do. The list is endless. 37 wins, 33 knockouts, zero losses. The only time that Saul Alvarez lost was when he faced the great Floyd Money Mayweather. And Floyd's style was terrible. For a guy who doesn't move his feet. But Golovkin's isn't. Golovkin, he has great footwork, but he's not hard to find. He's got that Mexican style. He likes to come forward. Abel Sanchez taught him that. But he comes forward because he knows he's got two big motherfucking cannons. He can knock you out with either hand, with any punch, to anywhere at your body, at any time. That's a fact. He's done it. He's proved it. Time and time again. Look, and people will say, who's he fought? Who's he fought? Who's he fought? Yeah, but they're also forgetting that the middleweight division has been dog shit for years. And when this guy came along, he cleaned up a very, very easy to beat division. 
to a point where he's been going, I need to go up in weight to find fights. He wanted to go down to be uh, Mayweather at welterweight at one stage not so long ago. But how do I see this fight going in the last minute and a half that I have? I have been flip-flopping between who is going to win this fight for so long because I think that I thought that Golden Boy had waited long enough for Golovkin to show that he's on the slide at 35 years old. But have they really? I watched an interview this morning. Firstly, I saw a picture before that interview. Golovkin is on shape. He looked a little heavy in that media day that they had in the open air ring, but that's not the case anymore. Canelo's put on the most amount of muscle I've ever, ever seen. That guy's stomach is protruding as though he was on human growth hormone. I'm not going to accuse him of drugs, but hey, nothing would surprise me in this day and age. I thought that Canelo's got every chance of causing an upset because of the way he is able to slip his body and raid with counterpunching. After today, that's changed. Triple G said that he has no intention of retiring after this fight, which makes me think he knows that he wants to bounce over this guy and move on with laying down his legacy and his marker of being possibly the greatest middleweight of all time. That's not out of the realm of possibility. He's creeping up on that uh, the record of defenses that Bernard Hopkins set decade ago. <laughs> Bernard Hopkins probably decades ago. Or 20 straight title defenses. Gennady's not far off that. I think he's done 18. So that's coming into the crosshairs. I think that Gennady Golovkin is going to stop Canelo Alvarez. I think he's going to punish him. Because I get the impression that he didn't want to look great against Kel Brook or against Daniel Jacobs. Although Jacobs' footwork caused him trouble, he doesn't have that problem with Canelo. Canelo's footwork is non-existent. It's not going to cause him trouble. He's going to find Canelo. He's going to find Canelo when Canelo's back is on the ropes. And he's going to dissect him. And it could be over in eight rounds. I've had a massive change of heart. Oh, this is such a difficult fight for me to call. But it's going to be guaranteed fireworks, people. I got the boys and a girl walking in at 4 o'clock in the morning this Sunday. We're all going to get it, get together on my couch and watch it. And it's going to be fucking fireworks. And I hope you guys are all going to watch it. Triple G versus Canelo Alvarez this Sunday morning. Oh, I can't wait. All right, bring it, people. I'm out of time, so... Drop your comments below this. Tell me what you think. Change my mind, please. Something. But one thing's for sure. I wouldn't bet on this fight. I wouldn't bet at all. Canelo can find Triple G. Canelo has got power. But does he have the guns to keep Gennady Golovkin off him? That's the big factor in this fight. Sticking my neck up. Triple G. Knockout. Ninth round. All right. Later, alligators.